to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is John. And I'm Keith. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to look through it and see God. We don't come to it primarily to look at it uh, and see ourselves. And this was supposed to be a podcast where we went through the Bible uh, in a modified (laughs) chronological fashion. So after the Pentateuch, the first five books, we were supposed to go to Job. But yesterday right. we were so hyped and got caught up and <laughs> Joshua flowed. So we talked like, yo, do we take it down and do we uh, uh, re-record Job and start over or do we just move through Joshua? And we felt yesterday was so complete. We talked at the end and was just like, yo, this is ideally right what we want. It's just the blend between like contextual examples you know, background, modern application, right? Being deep in the text that we mm. said, all right, we're going to go through Joshua and then we're going to go to Job and then we'll follow the chronological plan. So if you did want to go through chronologically and were disappointed yesterday, uh, don't bail on us just yet. We're coming back for you. Yeah. And like we said before, it, Job is tricky because it takes place during the time of, you know, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, during the time of the patriarchs. And so we, if we would have like literally did it strictly chronologically, we would have been in two books at one time, we'll right. be back and forth, and it would have been really weird. And so uh, we appreciate y'all's patience and grace uh, as you rock with us through Joshua. And and my man Josh has a dope book, so right. yeah, like, yeah. I, I've been excited about uh, Joshua. And it came on the heels of Deuteronomy, and it flowed perfectly. So we definitely forgot, but um, appreciate y'all's patience. But um, yeah, man, so Joshua 5, bro. I was like, man, so much here, dog. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's so much here. But the first thing that was dope, it, it's similar to what happened before. You know, it's going to talk about the way these Amorite kings heard of what Yahweh did. And I think that's so interesting, bro, because like the book is shaping out. Remember, like the Bible is literature and it's like strategically placed to make points. Right. And before any war takes place, it keeps showing like, hey, they heard. People heard. <laughs> God's name is People ringing in the know. streets. Yeah, it's like, God's yo. name is buzzing, bro. Yeah, it's like, yo, God's coming, yo. God's coming. <laughs> God's coming. And, and, and what, it, what it's saying is, man, they had revelation, right? They God had revealed himself in such a way that they heard, and they had an opportunity to respond, bro. Right. And so I, I, just, I just think the graciousness of God here, he's showing like, no, 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 they had an opportunity to respond to my name and what I was doing. Right. right? And so I think that's important. Other thing, though, Josh is like, yo, y'all got to get circumcised and we got to take this Passover. Right. Y- y'all young bulls, y'all grew up in the wilderness, Sam. <laughs> the, old, the old generation got circumcised. Y'all turn now. Um, so they get circumcised. And circumcision, remember, like, it was this uh, sign in the Old Testament. It was the sign of the blessing that God would give by faith, right? Yep. And it also had this significance, though, bro, like, of this kind of, like, dual significance. So if you got circumcised, and you were disobedient, right? Like it, it, it marked and reminded you of the curse of being cut off right, from the people right, of God. Right, right. And so, what's crazy is this, man. It was this kind of like preparation, right? Yeah. It was a spiritual setting apart for this warfare that was about to take place. And what's interesting though is that after the fall, you you have to realize that um, the only way, the way, the only way to come back into the presence of God is through this trial by knife, mm-hmm. right? So at the end of Genesis three it's going to say subtly that this uh, flaming sword bearing cherubim is guarding the entrance to the tree of life. Right. You go to Genesis 22, Abraham is, ac- is asked to sacrifice 
his son and his son is like, yo, I see the knife in the fire, but where's the sacrifice? Right? Right, so you right, see right. that God oh, requires good. this sacrifice by knife. Mm. And now that sacrifice is marked in their flesh to show them that is the way into the, the, the promised land. But this this angel is going to appear at the end. Right. And he's not against them. Right. But he's for them. So right. he's turned the other way and the judgment is going towards Canaan. Ah, I love and, it. And, and what's crazy, they have to take the Passover too. Yeah. So 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 they take the Passover in the promised land. Right. Well, 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 what was what was offered to Adam? Right. It was offered to Adam that if he obeyed, he could eat from the tree of life. Right. So he was supposed to have a fellowship meal in the presence of God in the land of God. Right. You see here that Israel is reversing the curse. God is fulfilling his promises. Right. They're having this fellowship meal in the presence of God, in the land of God, preparing for warfare, bro. And you just see like the Bible kind of like showing how God's graciousness is reversing the curse right. of man, right? Yeah. Even in the midst of a book like Joshua, where we think like, man, it's so tough. God is reversing this curse and his promises are coming to fruition, bro, right before our eyes. We just got to have eyes to see. That's amazing, bro. Yeah. yeah. And especially as we talk about eyes to see, there's one verse in Joshua 5 that always uh, just sticks with me. And Joshua 5, 12, where it says this, and the day after they ate from the produce of the land, mm-hmm. the manna ceased. Since there was no more manna for the Israelites, they ate from the crops of the land of Canaan that year. I think that verse stuck out to me because for 40 years, people had seen the miraculous provision of God, right? God mm-hmm. providing for them in a miraculous way. And then it says the day that they come into the land, yeah. right, bread starts to drop. And I think it's easy, especially if we are those that uh, uh, compare uh, how God does things for somebody else to where how God does things for us. It would be That's easy right. to look back and to assume, man, God provided a miracle for them. And here we just get the crops of the land. But that's not mm. the case at all. When we compare how God provides the needs for somebody else, I think mm. it can lead us to be in discontent. When we mm. compare the fact that God that's met good. their needs and that God will meet mine. And we are reminded God don't have no favorite children, right? Mm. God provided miraculously for them when they were in the wilderness, right? There are miraculous ways that God has cared for us in the course of the past two years, right? Mm-hmm. When the pandemic was at its peak, he cared for us physically and spiritually in miraculous mm-hmm. ways. I think that would be presumptuous on us on the mm-hmm. other side of that to sit and to look to the sky and wait for God to provide for us, right? There's an aspect of, (laughs) no, God's going to provide for them. But instead of them uh, looking to the sky, uh, God's provision is going to come as they get on their hands and their knees in the dirt and work for it. But God is no less kind or gracious. Mm, mm, Yeah, that's so good, man. That's so good. Um, You know, in Joshua 6, bro, they go to Jericho. Yeah, And, you know, the famous Sunday school story, they right. march around Jericho, yeah. you know, for six days. And then on the seventh day, they march around seven times. Remember, seven should not just come to your mind and think completion, but you should think Sabbath. Right. Right. And again, God is trying to get this realm at rest. Right. Right. He wants a realm at rest where his people can worship him in his presence. And so that's the significance of seven. And Jericho is destroyed. They bring on judgment against them, bro. And I just want to pause and say, like. Again, this warfare that God is bringing upon Canaan is not genocide, but it's judgment, right? right? It is judgment coming against the Canaanites 
for their idolatry, right? And their sinfulness. And you see that, um, you know, after the fall, rest only comes through warfare. And what I mean by that is this, um, you know, in Revelation 20, Christ, it is, it is, it is literally a fight between Christ and right. the enemies and the powers of Satan. And for God to usher in this ultimate rest, his son has to take on this warfare against the enemy. Right. And so you see that in, 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 um, in a shadowy form here. Right. And the crazy thing is, bro, you're going to see that Israel gets it too. Israel right? gonna, gets it. That's... It's not, it's not just Canaan, bro. Right. So you see that. And even the, um, for the, 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 the angel of the Lord here, he's like, they're like, who you with you with us? Or are you with them? Right. He's like, no. And the Hebrew literally says low. It's no. Yeah. What is he saying? It's, it's not about like, you being our, our, on God's side, it's about, or no, it's not about um, God being on our side, it's about us being on his side, right? Yeah. Are, are we with him and against right. these sinful systems and idolatry of this world, bro? I like, love- That's the question, bro. Yeah, I, I love the point that you brought up there because sometimes I think when we can read this in isolation, it's easy to look at this and view it as genocide or yeah. a holy war. God saying, I like y'all, I don't like them, so y'all take mm -hmm. this. But God is specifically going to say, no, 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 listen, right? Uh, this is an act of judgment as a result of their rebellion. And God is going to use a physical nation, Israel, mm -hmm. to dispossess them from the land. And Israel's going to get it too, right? That when they are in the land and God says, no, no, listen, if y'all don't keep my law, if y'all don't by faith do these things that I've called you to do, then do you know what? I'm going to use a physical nation to dispossess you from the land. Habakkuk, right, is all about that. The prophets are about, right, mm -hmm. Assyria, Babylon, doing to Israel what Israel right now is, yeah, yeah, getting ready to do to them. So it, it, there is no partiality here. It's God mm -hmm. saying, listen, if y'all step out of pocket in the same way, then the same fate is yours. And, and oftentimes, bro, a lot of times our critiques come from not reading the text carefully. Right. If you look at six, bro, like <laughs> Rahab, again, is saved. Right. Right. And, and she is, you know, a Canaanite. Right. Yep. Once again. And then you go to seven. It's it's going to juxtapose these on purpose, bro. Right. Achan is an Israelite. Right. And he's not saved. Right. So, so, so Rahab, the Canaanite, acts faithfully. And then Achan, the Israelite, acts unfaithfully. Right. And so you see the reversal of their fates. Right. Even, even though they're of, like one is of Israel and one is Canaan. So you just really see that God is about trusting him in obedience and faith. And that's what leads to our salvation. Like Joshua yeah. is literarily trying to set these in position. And the other thing is this, bro, because they're going to go to AI and they get washed because, you right. know, like they didn't trust God. They kind of wrestled on their laurels. It's only two, 3,000. We could take them. In eight, bro, what you what you see is the conquest of AI. But what I what I want to say is this: even in the book of Joshua, Jericho and AI. This is why knowing yeah. geography and history is so important. They were military garrisons, right? right? So they were military outposts with soldiers. So it wasn't as if they just went in and destroyed random innocent folks, bro. Right. It was only the soldiers that were prepared there to take a stand and fight against them. Yeah. And so. What you see is, man, it, 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 you just have to be careful and understand how to read these things. Again, God is bringing a judgment against idolatry and sin. And that's why, yeah, Achan is judged as well, not just people uh, in Canaan. Amen. Yeah.
And so, yeah, yeah, we should pray uh, just on behalf of this text. And, uh, and we know it's, you know, difficult text. And so we just want to ask the Lord for his uh, wisdom yeah. and his grace as we continue throughout the book. Amen. Let's pray. Yeah. 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 Father, Father, we thank you um, just for your word, God. We thank you uh, for the way you've just given us uh, so much, Lord. We pray for uh, wisdom and understanding and knowing that you're infinite, Lord, and that we won't understand everything. Uh, but we pray that we'll be patient with the scriptures, Father, and let them soak over us. We thank you that uh, Christ is the ultimate uh, victor and that he has crushed the head of Satan so that we may be saved. We pray that we will respond because you revealed yourself to us in Jesus. Uh, it's in Christ that we pray. Amen.